When we're talking about living a truly free and independent life, we mean it. And that's exactly what Gary Collins, who is the creator of The Simple Life, set out to accomplish. And now you have a chance to learn all the secrets that Gary has developed over decades of trying it out himself, building these amazing courses, as you can go to thesimplelifenow.com and access three amazing courses, one being the Off the Grid Master Course, two being the how to finance your off-grid home course and three how to find your dream off-grid property course and get an awesome 10% off at checkout by using code TBNS10 that's right you too can learn how to live a truly free and independent lifestyle by living off-grid and all these amazing courses are delivered to you by yes one Gary Collins from the simplelifenow.com use code TBNS10 at checkout for 10% off your order and start living your free life today can I pause for a second and, and just note that uh, we got Brian on here who's getting uh, Congressman Massey on, and our typical lineup includes like homeless people that believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show, your source for common sense politics on the We Are Libertarians Network. The Brian Nichols Show is the fastest growing liberty podcast that brings together people from all means of political thought as we seek to have meaningful conversations about the issues you care about. At The Brian Nichols Show, our goal is to leave the audience educated, enlightened, and informed. And now your host, Brian Nichols. Well, happy Friday there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us. Yes, we made it through this crazy week, and uh, hopefully you had a great week as much as I did. Um, I know I got I got a little tan here. You can tell I got a little red out um, at the beach um, under overclass, over, overclassed, overcast clouds. I don't know how that happens, but it, it did. Uh, so surprise, surprise. But you're in store for, of course, a phenomenal episode. You don't want to hear about how I got all my my redness here uh, from the beach. You want to hear about today's guest because today's guest, of course, is a phenomenal guest and he is one Wiley Gray. Now, Wiley is uh, the head of veteransofwar.org, which is an organization focusing on helping addressing the growing epidemic that is uh, we're losing 22 soldiers every single day to, to suicide, veteran suicide. And trying to help change the conversation uh, about how veterans are approaching the, the demons that they have to deal with. Um, and in this case, uh, we discuss how Wiley takes his group of veterans, um, part of veteransofwar.org, and brings them on a retreat to uh, use plant medicines, in this case, ayahuasca, and, and the value and, and the benefit that that brings towards helping these veterans uh, deal with the the just countless years of, of PTSD, TBI, depression, anxiety that they've had to deal with. No more are they dealing with it alone. Uh, Wiley Gray is offering solutions to helping those veterans in need. So a great conversation. Thank you, Wiley, for offering a great solution to a very, very important problem. So with that being said, onto the show, Wiley Gray from veteransofwar.org here on The Brian Nichols Show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining the program, number one, and thank you for reaching out. You got to uh, see me. I was hosting the event there from microdose.buzz which is an amazing organization helping raise up different forms of uh, alternative medicine uh, to help a lot of people. And, and the organization, or the, rather the event that we were uh, having uh, that you, you took part in was the microdoses event, the heroic dose, focusing on particularly uh, those folks who have been impacted with PTSD, um, depression, anxiety, so on and so forth, um, those in the um, armed services as well as first responders. And, and Wiley, that is where uh, you join us today, uh, coming from Veterans of War. Dot org, uh, and you guys are out there very much in the same kind of ballpark as what Microdose uh, dose was uh, focusing on in the Heroic Dose, and that is 
offering alternative forms of treatment to people in need. So let's kind of start things off here. Introduce yourself to the audience and let's maybe dig into uh, veteransofwar.org and a little more specifics. My name is Wiley Gray. I'm the uh, founding director of veteransofwar.org. And what we try to do is connect veterans that are suffering from treatment-resistant depression um, with group psychedelic therapy. Um, to put it pretty simply, we're in the business of preventing veteran suicide using plant medicine. Group psychedelic therapy. What is group psychedelic therapy? So what we try to do is create a program or a curriculum that um, fosters long-term positive outcomes in our participants. And uh, our medicine of choice is plant medicine. And the way that we attack this problem is by providing a space for guided group therapy biweekly uh, over the course of a six-month fellowship program for participants. And uh, over the course of that six months, they're able to work with a team um, that's sharing the goal of searching for um, personal healing and recovery. And uh, a trained facilitator or coach, a, a curriculum designed on four very important foundational tenets, which are education, preparation, integration, and support. And um, we have a bit of a better, I think, uh, mousetrap in that what we're doing is piggybacking off of the kind of tribal nature of the military itself. Uh, as well as the tribal uh, lean of the medicine that we choose to work with, ayahuasca in this sense. Um, and what we hope to do is create a space for the growth of shared neural pathways, um, for group identity formation, um, for a return to service, if that's the calling of the veterans that are participating. But moreover, a space where peers can hold peers accountable to a quest for healing. Um, the medicine provides an opportunity to sort of analyze the things in our life um, that aren't really working for us and to reprogram the traumas that we felt in our, in our relationship to them. Um, so we want to provide a safe and clean point of access as well as uh, the bookending work so that long term we have good results. A lot of notes I was writing down there because you were tossing out a lot of stuff. Now, for your uh, your average listener of the program, we we really don't have many conversations. Actually, I think um Patrick Chugle uh from I'm not it was uh oh goodness his name escapes me. Oh, it was Gorov. I'm sorry, Gorov Dubey. There we go. Um from from uh, Microdose is on the show. I think that's the only conversation I've had specifically talking about like psychedelics or anything in that kind of oh, realm. Wow. So ayahuasca for let my, me do some let me do some educating. I was gonna say my average listener they're gonna be like ayahuasca. So yeah, hit, hit yeah. us. What is ayahuasca? So ayahuasca is one of um what the indigenous people would call, and by indigenous, I mean like people that are still living in a tribal sort of um, setting still in life, uh, typically around the Amazon rainforest for us, what I'm speaking of specifically now. Um, ayahuasca is considered by them to be one of the master plant teachers. Uh, and they kind of have a view of life where everything that is alive has its own spirit, has its own um, sense of, of direction and, and agency. And they believe that through the use or working with uh, specific plant medicines that we can overcome a lot of the, the maladies that affect us in the West. Um, that's super interesting and an, and an interesting jumping off point to where the science gets started. Um, what some of these substances seem to be able to do is nothing short of magic uh, in that um, they can, um, excuse me, they can actually uh, help you to... Um, regrow new neurons um, and the bonds that uh, form at the end of your neurons that allow them to fire back and forth. Um, and they overall tend to decrease the uh, amount of uh, inflammation 
across the entire body within the brain and throughout other um, groups. How? Okay, so I know I know you're not a scientist, um, but like how? how? How does this magic work? I mean, you say you jokingly say it's magic, but like how, how does this? It sounds question. like magic, right? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so there, there, there are a few sort of theories on the mechanisms involved and, and how they trigger. But ultimately, um, if we're talking about ayahuasca specifically, that's um, one of the plant medicines of choice, ayahuasca. Um, it comes from a Quechua word. It means uh, vine of the dead or vine of souls. Um, and traditionally, it's been used really for two things, which is um, warfare and healing. Um, and so um, ayahuasca itself is pretty interesting. The way it works is it's basically tea. You take you take water. Um, you take a, a, a leaf that's very high in dimethyltryptamine or, or DMT, which is sometimes called the spirit molecule. It's a, it's a connector molecule found in basically everything alive um, and a communicator molecule overall. Like it, it seems to break down barriers and allow the passage of information. Um, so what so what DMT does is typically whenever you ingest DMT, because like I said, it's in almost everything, your body breaks it down. It has a, a system in your stomach that automatically starts to break it down. So you don't feel any uh, psychoactive effects whatsoever. But when it's boiled with a very specific vine called Banisteris capi or ayahuasca colloquially, um, it inhibits the ability for your body to break it down. So suddenly all of this orally active DMT um, is now riding and coursing through your body. And what, what that means in reality is that you take about a four to six hour psychedelic quest. Um, and this is marked by pretty intense um, tailored uh, visions that, that come from not just your subconscious, but some people would say um, from the consciousness of the plants themselves. Hmm. Um, but what it, what it ha ends up doing in your brain, like I said, is incredibly fascinating. Uh, I, I don't understand personally, because like you said, I, I'm, I'm not a chemist or a doctor. I'm a Marine. I ate crayons for a living for a few <laughs> years. Uh, so this is way above my pay grade. Um, but it seems to have the ability to... Um, well, why don't I put it in the words of one of the fire team members? That's probably the yeah. best way. I asked him what ayahuasca was, and he said it's a chemical portal to a timeless dimension. So take that what you for, for, for whatever you will. Okay. Um, but what it seems to do is, as I said, it has an anti-inflammatory effect over your whole body nervous system. Um, it, it, it absolutely promotes the growth of new neurons and the connections between those neurons. So what that means in reality is you can uh, – physically recall um, memories that maybe you've suppressed in order to keep moving forward, right? In order to keep, sometimes in the military, you, you have a, a pretty specific trauma. And uh, because you don't have a way to really deal with it effectively, you just suppress it. Um, and that doesn't have to be military. That's a part of the human condition. So what, what um, these master plant teachers, such as ayahuasca, had the ability to do, um, and ayahuasca specifically, is to retrieve these buried uh, traumatic memories, and then you can reprog that, reprogram them in real time during the course of the ceremony. But the real magic happens because the way that your brain saves that information now has the updated significance. So, for example, if if I had a, tra a recurring traumatic memory of, uh, say, running from a mortar, right? Um, and every time I remember it, I'm, I'm viscerally locked into the fear of that, of that moment of, of the helplessness of, of the, of the sheer finality of, of not being able to escape something that you can't adequately target. Um, in ayahuasca, I might be plugged right back into that memory 
But rather than feeling that fear, what I might feel instead is a moment of like, you can't control this. There's no sense to be afraid or to be angry or to be any of these things. Besides, you've already felt this emotion in real time. So there's no need to like open that wound to the same level where you have to re-experience the trauma to recall the memory. Uh, okay. So then later on, when I now for the next time after having medicine, when I recall this traumatic memory, I don't have to feel the trauma of the memory while still having access to it overall forever moving forward. You get to save over that memory with updated significance. And for somebody that I had insomnia for years, like for, for, for somebody that is struggling with how their brain now works with the altered chemistry that seems to present itself with post-traumatic stress, that is a huge change and, and nothing short of, of really flipping the model on its head of, of what we were sold as kids. You know, being this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs. Once the egg is broken, you're done. Well, this would seem to suggest that not only can we put the egg back together, but we might able to be able to put that egg back together better than it was originally. That's wow. Like, so are you familiar with Family Guy? Yeah. There, there's the old like original Family Guy, and, and Peter had stroke. He had a stroke from yeah. the uh, the burgers. And he walks in, yeah, the stem, and he's like, he comes out, he's like, why aren't we funding this? That's kind of how I feel right now. Now, my libertarian audience is like, Brian, who's funding? Private sector funding, regardless. But, wow, like, this is incredible. And and I guess, is it, Wiley, that there is this, and this is kind of going back to the conversation on the heroic dose, is it that there's this stigma that we don't want to have this conversation because... It's just, it's almost like a tainted, like voodoo conversation to have. I, I think that that's part of it. I think there are two competing narratives on the conservative side, typically, one of which is that this is a drug and drugs are evil. Um, propaganda has been incredibly effective over the last, you know, 50 or 60 years. Um, and that's, uh, that's something that it's going to be hard to change the narrative on. The way to do that, I think, is with data. I, I think that's what we're trying to do with Veterans of War with every cohort, every, every group of veterans that goes through our programming. Um, they get administered the CAPS-5, which is the gold standard sort of data tracking or analytical tool to measure the, um, uh, I guess, the perseverance or, or, or the manifestations of PTSD. Um, and so what we do is we, we give that to our veterans at the beginning, we give it to them after the ceremonies themselves, and then at a six-month mark after the programming. And, and the idea there is that using data, we can refine our programming so that it meets the, the, the most, um, that it makes the most impact and, and, and helps the most amount of people without, you know, betraying any sort of ethical standards that we've set up. Um, yeah, it's crazy to look at these things and, and, and you know, I, I really got into... Um, psychedelics as a whole after tragedy, right? And in 2017. And um, I think about the, the landscape of veteran suicide where it's, you know, um, at least 20 a day, some estimates are higher. And I, I'm just sick of burying my friends. It's crazy to me that we've had a solution to this for literally millennia. And, and of course, it makes perfect sense that we would as humans. We're very clever. You know, it took us like 2,000, 3,000 years to learn how to fly and then 66 years to get onto the moon. Like we're an incredibly intelligent species and, and we use information well. The fear right now and the stigma um, isn't just so much that it's like something bad, um, but it's, it's also what it could potentially mean for society. Um, what these uh, entheogens, these hallucinogens, these psychedelics, depending on whatever word, I like to use the word plant medicine. I think that has the right framework to it. Um, 
when you use these plant medicines, they tend to dissolve the barriers that make us feel sort of like we are um, not connected. Um, in fact, they just had a study last week where um, Israeli and, and Palestinian um, people were, were taking group ayahuasca. This is the first group ayahuasca study I'm aware of in the world. Um, and Veterans of War is the only group therapy or group uh, psychedelic assisted therapy organization in the world as well. Hey, well, really quick. Now, when you say group therapy with the ayahuasca, does that quite literally mean as a group veterans are, are sitting and, and taking ayahuasca together? Yeah. So let me, let me explain it. So our programming has three phases and, and the first phase is uh, two and a half months and it's biweekly zoom calls, um, which are basically group therapy sessions, right? Um, those last for a couple hours each. In the, in the first phase of the programming, all we're trying to do is build up for the participant an education on what it is they're getting into and the ability to prepare for the actual encounter itself. Um, also, what we're doing during that first two and a half months is getting the group used to the other group members, creating a safe place, making sure that, that uh, the container that we're trying to have this experience in is one that is sort of sacrosanct, uh, one that, that you can be vulnerable in and, and one that's protected. Um, phase two is medicine phase, and that's when all the veterans, we don't do anything at Veterans of War illegal anywhere we go. Um, but because of the scheduling of ayahuasca and many other psychedelics, that necessitates us having to go out of country. Um, so for Fireteam Alpha, for example, we're going to Costa Rica. Um, that'll be the first time that the veteran participants, the coach and the VAL staff member who make up Fireteam Alpha, all meet each other face to face. And then over the course of those 10 days, they'll have four opportunities to have ayahuasca ceremonially. Then all of the participants go back to their homes of record uh, to start phase three. And phase three is really the bulk of the fellowship itself. Phase three is the integration and support portion, and it lasts an additional four and a half months. So what we've tried to do is create a bookend on either side of the actual experience. And that bookend is, is designed in such a way um, to hopefully support long-term positive outcomes. Now, the experience, and I, I know I asked Gorov this when he was in the show, and he said it, it's different for every single person, and I get that, but I mean, your average person, they have no, like, they probably have no frame of reference, oh, right? Yeah. So, what is this kind of, I get, I, number one, I guess, number one, it's, it's a weird question, like, what is it like to do DMT? But number two, what is the sense of, connective like the connection that you refer to what what is that kind of feeling like so um terence mckenna said a long time ago once you kind of start doing this work it ends up being the secret that divide defies its ability to, to be shared um what you're dealing with is a, a sort of a, uh, encounter that not only is personally tailored but is incredibly dependent on what your own brain's information set is also to to, to make sense of sort of the noise um I can't speak for every uh, hallucinogen or every psychedelic or every plant medicine um, and how each of them operates, uh, though they, there tends to be a narrative of sort of release into the experience and flow with the experience. Um, they all kind of have different flavors, for lack of a better term. They have, they have different personalities. Um, the indigenous people would tell you they're different spirits and they have different goals and, 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 and states that they're seeking. Um, I would say that each of them just simply operates differently within your mind. The experience of, of, of touching, um, I, I don't know how else to put this, so I, I, I try not to sound w with as much gravity as, as it certainly was for me. 
Um, but I searched my whole life all over the planet. I've been to 35 plus countries, uh, five continents. I speak three languages. Um, I don't say any of that to boast, just like everywhere that I've ever went, what I've tried to do is like find God, for lack of a better term. I've always tried to find what it is um, that makes um, the other side, like what happens after death, what is all that, and how does each culture that I've been a part of define it. So um, whether it was from my Midwest upbringing, trying to figure it out through Lutheranism or Mormonism or the evangelical church or Catholicism, um, you know, to, to Yemen, looking at it through the lens of Islam or, or, or looking at it through the, the lens of Buddhism or, or Hinduism. Um, I've really tried hard to sort of understand and, and find that moment that that road to Damascus moment for Paul, right, where like everything changed. Uh, and I had that in, in, in 2019 where I had done enough work on myself that I could sort of approach this entity that was all love and all light and all accepting. Um, I can't put it into words because unfortunately I'm just like a piece of meat pushing air through other pieces of meat. <laughs> and so like at some point, the limit of my ability to, to, to like actually um, give you useful information or a way that you can put it in your own mind is going to be hobbled. Um, but to put it in an experience that you can maybe understand um, I, I, that moment when I sort of interfaced or I touched the light, um, I remember thinking in my heart and in my, in my, in my soul, in my being, I remember thinking, this is what I've looked uh, under every rock for. This is what I entered every church for. Like this idea that something is there that loves you unconditionally, 100%, and that you're a part of it, that it's kind of missing you in a way. Um, and, and, you know, I think that a lot of humans, I mean, I, I'll just speak for myself. I know I've always felt like I was missing a piece of myself. Like I was always sort of searching for something. I was always incomplete. Um, and in that moment, I wasn't, I wasn't incomplete anymore for, for, for a timeless out of time experiential moment. Um, I felt what it was like to be reconnected again and wow. to be able to come back and say to people, Man, every love song you've ever heard, every every psalm you've ever read, every every religious experience or piece of religious art or iconography that's ever moved you, there there's a, a real tangible piece of reality that's captured in that, and um, and death isn't real. That's that's the other thing that that you know, sort of the breakdown of all of the like the inter the the, the complete understanding of the interconnectivity of everything means that we all sort of just exist as, as part of a scale, as part of a sliding um, a wave, for lack of a better term. That would be very Feynman-esque. Um, we, we all live um, for but a moment. You know, we're like waves captured, um, breaking against, you know, rocks. And even though we're absorbed back into the ocean, the energy that made that wave is still there. Uh, it just changes form. So, yeah, I, I think that some of the things that I've found through my experiences, I mean – I mean, look at COVID, right? You got so many people dying, so oh, much fear, yeah. so much outright fear. Um, and if you could say to somebody you love that was really scared and was really battling this with, with a hundred percent certainty, just knowing it, you're no matter what happens, you're not going to die. The lights don't just go out. You didn't mean nothing. Um, this was an important part of something and you're an important piece of machinery in that thing. Um, 
I think that would take away a lot of it. And, and I see why, you know, these sort of things have been, I think, covered up for a long time because they, too, they tend to reveal that a lot of the things that, um, that we use in society to manipulate people are completely baseless. I mean, the color of our skin, the, whether or not we pronounce or, or, or we identify as a specific gender, none of these things matter. Your soul is genderless, or all genders is probably a better way to put it. Um, it's not neutral. It's the inclusiveness of everything. Um, at least that's my belief, right? And, and I, I, I come to that belief through this work kind of behind the veil. I think that um, what's really interesting to me about medicine work, aside from the amazing potential in your brain um, for real recovery to like really come home, uh, it, it, it really presents a, a really interesting moral quandary, which is like if you believe that this earth is for us, if, if we're uniquely made for it, um, then is an experience that you could have on this earth somehow bad or, or somehow forbidden? Um, I don't know. Um, but for me, what this, this journey has shown me is, is that we're all connected and that love is incredibly powerful. Um, and, you know, sometimes what you do is enough, you know, whatever it is. Love. That's, that seems to be. So did you really quickly? I mean, it's not on topic, but maybe, I don't know. Did you watch, um, Stephen Greer's, uh, documentary over on Amazon prime? Mm. No, you should. I, I think you would like it. It's it, there's two, there's unacknowledged and then close encounters of the fifth kind because it, I don't know. I if did watch unacknowledged. Okay. You yeah. did. Yeah. I don't know if there's a connection in all of this, like what you're referring to from your experiences in DMT, what he refers to in, in the close encounters of the fifth kind, which you know, no spoiler alert, but just this idea of consciousness, and yeah. the the just knowing that there is this other thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. It it I, it definitely makes my wheels turn. And unfortunately, I mean, I want to keep going, but we're getting close to time here, Wiley. So before I know we're getting you know pressed hard to time, but I want to make sure we do talk about Operation Tree Branch because that is something that you are focusing on. Um, and I want to make sure that we raise that up as well. Um, because we're definitely gonna have you back on. By the way, this is a conversation that we're just at the tip of the icebergs. I think you probably most perfectly painted the picture in terms of trying to understand what it would be like um that i've heard anywhere um so that was awesome and i think that's something that a lot of people are going to take away and more better understand and under like better frame of reference for the context of what this is what, what we're actually referring to here versus the the stigma the the you know to your point before, right? This is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Um, so how about this? Let's go ahead uh, really quickly focus on Operation Tree Branch, Wiley. So Operation Tree Branch is something that we're very proud of at Veterans of War. It's our initiative to give back to the indigenous wardens of this medicine that have kept it alive over the last couple of millennia so that our veterans, our first responders, and that anybody that could need it would have access to it when the time was right. Um, through that initiative, we've been able to um, help the Yagua tribe specifically with more than 2,400 pounds of food and supplies during this very, um, I would say, specifically incredibly difficult time for them as they were ravaged both by COVID-19 and dengue fever. Wow. Man, Wiley. Well, thank you for number one for joining the show. Um, number two for raising up awareness for I think the future of medicine. This is what we talked about in the heroic dose. This is where the future will be 
5, 10, 15 years. And I'm, I'm ecstatic. So I'm excited to see how many lives you're going to help change. Because this is, at the end of the day, why I do what I do from a political standpoint. Um, why you're doing what you're doing is is because we're trying to help real people. So thank you for, for that. And and thank you um, for, for joining us here on today's uh, very fun-filled episode, but also very informative episode of The Brian Nichols Show. Thank you, Brian, so much. Appreciate it. Our goal at The Chris Spangle Show is to help you sound smarter while talking with your friends. If you struggle to understand politics, we explain it from an independent libertarian perspective with all of the irreverence modern politics deserves. We toss out the screaming heads and put people before political parties and give context to the news to make you think. I'm the host. I'm a 15-year veteran of politics and media, and this show is published every Saturday. It's part of the We Are Libertarians network, and be sure to join Wall Plus for bonus podcasts, the complete archives, commercial-free shows, and more. Subscribe now at WeAreLibertarians.com. Alrighty, folks, that's going to wrap up my conversation with Wiley Gray. Thank you, Wiley, for joining the show, and thank you for creating such an amazing solution to the problem that's out there. Now, this is what I was doing over at the the Heroic Dose, which is part of Microdose.Buzz's awesome uh, events that they sponsored back here in April, uh, where I was the moderator for a panel where we discussed the uh, alternative forms of medicine for military veterans who are in need of help. And and this is part of the path forward. And I think it's a great chance, especially for the greater liberty world, to be an advocate. We see too often there is an unnecessary division between those who have served in our armed forces and libertarians. Those who served in our armed forces should be the easiest people to talk to because they have seen firsthand just how horrible government power being used by people with nefarious goals, intentions can be. And they know that it needs to change. So let's talk to them. Let's And let's help those who have already served, who are dealing with the past the terrors that they have to, to tackle every single day because of that. So let's not, instead of saying, oh, look what you did joining the military, how dare you? No, no, what, what are we doing? Stop that. Instead, say, we're here to help. We're going to help solve the problems that you see around right now with, with the veterans that are in need of help. But also, we are going to help change the conversation with active military personnel by showing that, yes, we aren't just going to be out there, you know, calling the, the, the negatives all the time, but rather offering solutions to help out there. I think that's where we are going to find, folks, the most success. And folks out there like Wiley are leading the charge by offering solutions in the marketplace where it is so absolutely needed. So thank you um, for joining us on the episode. If you enjoyed the episode today, please do me a solid. Share uh, the episode. Make sure you go ahead, tag Wiley. Also, please go ahead and tag yours truly at uh, B. Nichols Liberty. Now, uh, B. Nichols Liberty, Twitter, Facebook, Minds.com, Parlor.com, wherever it is. Again, it's all one handle, at B. Nichols Liberty. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode and, and you got particular value, well, two things, I guess. Number one, I would love to hear about it. Email me, brian at briannicholsshow.com. Let me know what you got from today's episode. Number two, if you really liked it, right? Like you're like, hey, this is huge. I would also love to hear about it. And so would everybody else. So head over to briannicholsshow.com forward slash reviews and go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and a quick review. Tell folks about this episode and how incredibly life-changing it is to know that this is out there to help change the conversation, to help 
stop 22 veterans, 22 of Wiley's brothers and sisters who are facing a situation that they think there is no turning back from. We need to help change the conversation. It starts with us. So I would love for you to please share today's episode. And, and again, over on the uh, the Apple uh, podcast link there at briannicholshow.com forward slash reviews. Please let folks know how important. And honestly, I would say how just absolutely game changing a conversation like this kind of an episode can be in terms of offering real, substantive, tangible solutions that are out there to the problems that we see in the world. So with that being said, folks, uh, as always, if you want to become a supporting listener, I I would greatly, greatly uh, be humbled and appreciate your your love and support. Patreon.com forward slash The Brian Nichols Show, $5, $10 a month. Either way, you will become either an entry level or account executive, uh, an entry level sales, that is, at the Patreon, uh, but you will be uh, accessing multiple uh, different conversations every quarter with mastermind groups, uh, conversations with yours truly, but everybody's going to get one of these awesome don't hurt people and don't take people's stuff bumper sticker. It's it's great to help peak interest and it helps uh, really make the libertarian ideas so easy to understand. So easy uh, a caveman could understand it. Is that reference too old for some of you folks? The Geico commercials back in the day of the caveman? No, I hope not. But really, it is so easy to understand that a caveman could understand it. And quite literally, it is how societies did develop is not harming one another and not taking their stuff. It's those societies who figured out how to live in that type of way that have been the ones that have flourished and people across the board. Those are the people we want who agree with this mentality of not hurting other people, not taking their stuff. Those are our allies. That is our target market and that is our buyer persona. So I encourage you guys, um, if you want to go ahead and get this awesome bumper sticker, by the way, and you, you're like, hey, I can't take the step to become a $5 a month supporter. Okay, I get it. BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash shop. That will bring you to the awesome Proud Libertarian exclusive Brian Nichols shop. Uh, it, it's awesome. It's We have not only this, this don't hurt people, don't take people's stuff bumper sticker, but we have a slew of other products from snapbacks like our question everything snapback bumper stickers like cool mask, bro. I do love that one. That one definitely will inspire some conversations if you put that in your car in a big city. Um, if, you have, if you're in for a t-shirt, you can take from my good friend Remzo Martinez. He said life gets better in a tweet. And I said, Remzo, you put that on a t-shirt or I will. And he said, do it. And I did. So life gets better. You can find all that and more over at briannicholshow.com forward slash shop. Also, you get to support an awesome libertarian entrepreneur organization in proud libertarian. So it's a win-win kill two birds with one stone. Pick the expression that works best for you. Either way, I appreciate it as does uh, the greater libertarian community. So With that being said, coming up here on Sunday, I have two candidates I'm tentatively getting ready to record with. So I'm not going to tell you yet who it's going to be, but I will be having a conversation coming up here on Sunday with a candidate. And then coming up on Monday, yes, we are going to be having our conversation with the one and only Jeremy Todd. We are talking sales. Of course, it's his turn. We talked to Chris Goizetta back on Monday about marketing and recurring content. I said reoccurring like 14 times in the episode, and Chris is just too nice to correct me recurring content that is Brian you dodo uh, but talking with Jeremy Todd about uh, all things sales uh, what's the topic I'm gonna have to let you uh, I don't know how about this you have to subscribe to Sunday's episode make sure you tune in so that being said folks thank you so much for joining us on today's episode if you're on the YouTube make sure you hit the subscribe button hit the little notification bell and the like button but with that being said it's Brian Nichols signing off you're on the Brian Nichols show for Wiley Gray we'll see you Sunday
Thanks for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com. Audio production for The Brian Nichols Show is brought to you by DB Podcast Audio. Learn more by emailing inquiries to william at dbpodaudio.com.